0: Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work, and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life.
1: This episode of Wellness Women Radio is very proudly brought to you by Dinner Twist. Dr. Ashley and I want to let you in on a little secret of how we maintain our healthy whole foods lifestyle with very little time. And one of those ways is actually with Dinner Twist. So they plan, they shop, they deliver everything to our door to take all of the guesswork out of having really healthy meals for dinner each night. Uh, so it's, you know, completely consistent with, you know, the way that we want to eat and want to feed our loved ones too. This is also how I tricked Dean into thinking that I can actually cook. So seriously, if I can do it, everybody can, trust me. And their recipes are so delicious. They also have other options apart from the wholesome box. So they have a family box for bigger size families, an express box if you're really short on time, uh, as well as a vegan box too. Now, we would love to give you the opportunity for you to actually try Dinner Twist and realize how healthy, how delicious and how fresh it is but also how much easier this is going to make life as well. So we have a special promo code for you, and that is going to give you $35 off your first box. And that is WWR for Wellness Women Radio. Um, So we would love you to uh, try for yourself. Don't take my word for it, but let me know what you think. Without further ado, ladies, onto the show. Hi there, wonderful listeners. Thank you so much for joining us on Wellness Women Radio. I'm Ashley. And I'm Andrea, and you can find us on social media. We are The Wellness Women on Facebook, The Wellness Women Official on Instagram. I am drandrea.xo on Insta and The Period Whisperer on Facebook. And you can find Ashley on Dr. Ashley Bond on everything, including her website. Uh, I like that you just keep it all nice and simple, Ash. It's not much (laughs) much we have to remember there. Um, Ladies, welcome back to another episode of Wellness Women Radio. We're really happy to have you here with us Um, again Well, tonight for us when we're recording, because you know that's just sort of how it happens. Maybe it's your morning. Oh
0: yeah! Look, secretly, I'm just—I was just wishing you had video because you know, like behind me, I've just organized my bookshelf, and I was so proud of it today. You know, Ollie's running around. I'm like, I—I, you know, genre coded it, color coded. It. I was like, oh, this is this is you know some serious organization when a bookshelf can look like this. So,
1: um, yeah, it shows what you can do when you set your mind to something. <laughs> See, we need to start actually, um, like, filming these and putting them on. Um, what's that place where you put videos, YouTube? <laughs> Oh, dear. Yeah. um, On YouTube. And I mean, we get asked that all the time. And uh, our delightful friend, Kale Brock, every time I post something on social media, he sends me private messages going, Andrea, YouTube, YouTube. (laughs) Uh, Maybe one day. I think that would be nicer if we're actually like together in the same place to record that. But your bookcase does look amazing, Ash. I can't believe you like color and genre coded it. That's I know,
0: right? Some serious no, thinking no was required. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. Back to the library days. Um, I think I would have got in trouble if they were in the wrong place where right? we didn't have to get get them all lined up and put them in the right place. Our library system at school, I remember we had to you know, sometimes we actually had to go and put the books away ourselves. It was like this whole thing of like coding and getting things lined up. So um yeah. yeah. You
1: know, I think that's why when we went to uni they actually had classes on how to understand the library Um, and I could never find what I was looking for because I always skip those. And my office at the moment is just like piles everywhere. It's um. As, long, really as, it's, as long as it's
0: organized chaos, that's my my big thing in life is, you know, there's a slight degree of organized chaos that's actually quite satisfying for me. I like that, you know, someone else will walk in and goes where's the so-and-so? It's like, um oh, not in a logical place, but I know where it is.
1: <laughs> I think it drives Dean absolutely crazy. Oh, uh, he, he's it. much more ordered than me. Um, but that's not even what we're talking about no, tonight. So no. that was a, a weird segue into or maybe this is not even a segue into what we are going to discuss tonight, but um, life seems to be returning to somewhat or as close to kind of normalcy as what we've had for a long time. You know, restrictions are being lifted, lots of businesses are reopening, even gyms are reopening as well, um, which is a good thing. And I know that that's also a good thing because a lot of us have put on what I call quarantine kilos, (laughs) Um, So many of my patients are, you know, we all had these grand plans of, oh, we're in lockdown, we're going to be the fittest we've ever been, or we're going to be the most organised, or we're going to learn a new language or whatever it might be. Um, Whereas in reality, for the most of us, it was an excuse to, we don't have to see anyone for a long time, let's just chill out a bit. (laughs) Um, And most of us put on a bit of weight.
0: Yeah, the fridge has never been closer. I don't think most people sit in an office, uh, you know, in an open environment and have a fridge as close as you do at home. So it tends to be uh, the common discussion is that, oh, yeah, yeah, I was snacking way too much. And uh, I think I probably fell into that too. It's just so easy, slight boredom, slight uh, proximity, all the things that make it easier to snack and uh, to add those extra calories. But, you know, the other thing I've been hearing this last week is everyone back into the gym, you know, gym's opening, renew your memberships, you know, start a new membership, you know, join for a month for a dollar. Like all of these big things are there. And, um, yet again, it sort of brings up that whole sort of prevailing medical i guess view of obesity and and Mm -hmm. weight gain that all comes down to that simple equation of essentially calories in and energy out you know like Mm -hmm. this idea that if you eat less and exercise more you're going to be skinny um or or you're going to lose weight or you're going to look better or, or whatever it is but um you know time and time again you and i have this conversation as if it was that simple there'd be no fat people
1: yeah Right, yeah, and like people no- would lose weight as soon as they started exercising, or as, the, as soon as they started restricting calories. Like if only it was that simple. Um, and this is such a frustration for so many of my, you know, our patients. And I really, um, my heart goes out to some of them who do all the right things and are still sitting in that obesity kind of, um, I guess, uh, threshold, particularly if you're looking at something like their BMI and they're embarrassed to eat in front of people because everybody thinks that they just overeat when really their macronutrients are so well balanced, their caloric intake is exactly right for their basal metabolic rate and all of those sorts of things. But there's so many other factors that come into you know, actually weight loss. And there's so many things that lead to or contribute to, you know, how we get to that obese state in the first place. And that's what we're going to talk about um, on this episode of the podcast is actually those obesinogens. So these are the foods and the chemicals that actually contribute to obesity or make us fat.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because um, obesogens were – it's a really relatively modern term concept. Um, Bruce Blumberg out of the University of California came up with this, or he coined this term after some studies indicated that environmental factors um, played a role in obesity. and you know, really highlight this multifactorial nature of obesity, the fact that, um, you know, under normal conditions, the body knows how to order regulate, um, the brain and and body sense what is needed. There's that, you know, homeostatic function, metabolic, you know, signals coming from all the tissues of the body to indicate exactly what your body needs, but something else was interrupting these signals and these pathways forcing mm-hmm. the body into a state of essentially survival um, you know switching cellular function over to adipose tissue so that uh, the body was storing and, and holding more more fat and um, I think you know there's been a lot of study and research on this because most people look at you know weight weight loss or weight gain as a, an incredibly important worldwide, conversation, because it's not just Australia or America having problems with obesity. It's um, pretty much every planet, every country in the planet. So they call it a pandemic of obesity uh, for a very good reason. Um, and you know, to realize that they tested this hypothesis to see, well, is there anything else that is considered to be a, an impact on the development and origin of disease? And it came down to this idea of, Obesogens, and I thought that was fascinating too, because we've talked about endocrine disrupting hormones for such a long time. It's been yeah. on the radar, um, and this fits right into that that profile. This concept of something from the environment altering or affecting the natural regulation and function of the body, because of the way it uh, dysregulates and distracts the body from its actual you know environmental cues, and I think that's so. Um, interesting now that there is absolutely hard evidence and research to suggest this is not just a hypothesis anymore. This is an actual, you know, an actual fact. Um, it's become uh, strong evidence, in fact, and that's that's good because previously it was always like, oh, you know, it's in rat mo- models and um, it's sometimes very hard to extrapolate off those, road, you know, models to say that, well, this is definitely happening in humans, but um, they're now showing, you know, with good Evidence that obesity can begin in the womb.
1: And we have talked about, like you said, the, the EDCs or the endocrine disrupting mm. chemicals at length, but we haven't necessarily spoken about them in the sense that they also can, you know, are part of this public health risk because of their huge contribution to obesity as well. And Ash, the other point that I just want to make is that it was interesting that you used the word pandemic then yeah. as well, this pandemic of obesity. And isn't that just such a buzzword for 2020 is the pandemic that is, you know, obviously COVID-19, which is you know, pretty much all anyone talked about for months and months on end and where all you know, health and medical resources and everything else are being poured into, but where is the contribution to and as much emphasis put into the pandemic that is obesity that's been around for much longer and will be long after this as well? That has so many massive comorbidities that go along with it. Uh, I, I just find that really interesting because I haven't thought of it like that. Obviously, we know it's a real problem, but when you look at it comparatively to something that became acute, like, you know, COVID 19, as opposed to the insidious nature of obesity, it's just so fascinating that we place a completely different, um, I guess, you know, value and resources onto something that should be tackled so much more seriously well
0: essentially i mean imagine if you threw the same approach and resources to what you you can see done with COVID, we'd actually break the the cycle Um, imagine if you put sanctions on companies producing chemicals that are directly linked to harming our health imagine if you shut down companies who are producing the junk that's going into our bodies into our life into our earth into our environment like can you imagine we'd actually see quite a bit of change? But um yeah, that's that's what almost gonna get my goat and I'm gonna start going down a, <laughs> a bit of a, a rampage on the idea because if people really understood that, like you said, the comorbidities, the cancer, the type 2 diabetes, the cardiovascular disease, if mm-hmm. you watched, you know, someone you loved going through those things, knowing they were directly related to things like obesogens and endocrine disrupting compounds, I would imagine you'd be pretty angry and pretty scared and pretty, you know, political about this concept of, you know, well, why are they allowed to do that? But we don't seem to get so upset about it. And all of a sudden people traveling, you know, the globe on planes, sharing COVID, um, you know, the whole world has to shut down. Um, we, we really do, yeah. we really do have to think, you know, a bit bigger sometimes and realize that the choices we make on a daily basis have a direct impact on our, our health and our life, not just now, but long into the future. And for those of any mm-hmm. child we have or any potential, you know, for having a child, um, may be, you know, dramatically affected by this because obviously we're seeing, you know, you work in this space really closely, Andrea, but, you know, increasing rates of, you know, female, um, uh, fertility concerns. Yeah, yeah. This this stuff is all directly linked. This is you know incredibly intrinsically connected to how the body signals its ability to be fertile. Because if you are in a state of survival, why on earth would you be producing children?
1: And it's not just for women as well. Like I meant know, to. EDCs are so strongly related to male infertility. Um, it's just almost you know in epidemic proportions. It's just amazing, um, and. You know, like it, this episode is important, and it's not just because, you know, some of us have put on weight during, you know, lockdown. Like, seriously, we're in a pandemic, and there's really important things that are happening in the world right now. Um, and, you know, particularly if you've been following any of the news in regards to, um, you know, the incredible protests that are happening around the world and the light that's being um, shone on the, you know, the Black Lives Matter issue and all of that sort of thing. And I know that that's certainly true, and it's happening here in Australia, which I think is so incredible that this movement is finally gaining traction and that there's light on this. So who the hell cares if you put on a couple of kilos during, you know, lockdown? Like seriously, is that important? But what the point is that we're trying to make in this episode is that while we're coming out of this, can we make different decisions in regards to some of the things that might have just been part of our life or our routines prior to this? that will have huge effects on our health Um, so if we can really understand what those these obesinogen compounds are and then start to make better you know choices this is going to have a dramatic impact for us but also future generations as well because um, so these obesinogens are a subset of your endocrine disrupting chemicals and they promote I guess, you know, adiposity or just that obesity by like essentially changing the programming of your fat cells and the fat cell development. So, you know, it's obviously increasing energy storage in your fat tissue. It interferes with your nervous system and your hormonal control of appetite and satiation. So it's messing with your leptin and your ghrelin um, hormones as well, which changes everything. So it's not just about storing fat in certain areas. It's about altering all of the signaling within your body as well. And that's what these chemicals and compounds actually do. Um, And this not only affects, you know, how you might be right now, but if you're exposed to these when you're pregnant, this can create epigenetic changes for your offspring as well and can completely alter a metabolic set point for a developing embryo that can predispose them to obesity throughout their life. So that's that transgenerational inheritance of obesity. Like that's pretty crazy. It gives me goosebumps when we talk about like transgenerational inheritance just because of exposures to these certain um, things.
0: Mm, And you're sort of specifically talking to humans there, but think about the environmental load on all species oh on, yeah on all animals you know whether it be domestic yeah. you know pets or whether it be you know a frog in the lake that's getting exposed to all of these you know endocrine disrupting compounds and you know obesogens like there's i don't really have any empathy for frogs or no for i frogs, know because but... they're your, fa- your favorite animal in the whole world right
1: <laughs> yes but obviously yeah it's not for humans or well, not just for humans um we're just messing with a whole lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think, you know, we always talk about um, love for self, love for, you know, love for our community, love for our environment. And um, this, you know, this episode goes more into the big picture, the big impact, you know, small steps you take today, um, a big impact steps for for not just yourself but for others and to to the world around you so i um i particularly love this because obviously i've been you know focused on this concept of living low tox for for quite some time Um, i'm really passionate about this idea that we don't have to use a lot of the chemicals and products we've been told um you know are fashionable or trendy Um, we can certainly change our health and now exposure to a lot of these obesogens just by simply making simple day-to-day changes that will reduce our exposure and of course by you know follow the money trail by reducing your purchasing of these products hopefully you know in the in time it may just push the trends in the marketplace towards safer and more sustainable products and services so um you know they, they talk a lot about this in uh relation to you know, like chemical free living. So if you, you know, trying to work out, well, how do you find more information on this? I always said to people, look, look for, you know, low tox living, chemical free living, um, you know, low chemical lifestyles, like anything related to that will give you a really good clue as to what to avoid, um, because we're not going to be, a, be able to cover every single little chemical and, um, little letter code and number tonight but it's quite easy to find that information so thankfully it's not as um as covert as it used to be right now it seems to be that people are aware and there's lots of information sharing and lots of different uh health professionals agree on this this you know concept that obesogens are bad for us and Mm -hmm. they can be found in our
1: day-to-day uh day-to-day products so Okay, so Ash, what sort of things are we talking about in terms of the chemical products? Like, what are the like the top five things that we want to look for, and what like where will we normally see them? Number
0: one, plastics. Yeah, you know, I just think go straight to the most obvious. Um, it's obvious for a reason. Not we, everyone knows it's one of the worst things for the planet. So it clearly is not good for the planet. It's clearly not good for us um, and our our bodies. So I always start to and say to people, just make it really simple. Just you know, kick the plastics out of your lifestyle. whatever it takes. Um, Another one for me then comes down to like exposure from like outside the house stuff. So our house is a shoe free house. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of saying, you know, no shoes in the house because whatever is sprayed on the, you know, the plants outside, you know, things like all of those um, pesticides and herbicides on the local parks, anything that's walked along on the footpath, you know, neighbour next door that starts spraying stuff, all that stuff, you know, gets onto the surface of our clothing and our shoes and you walk that straight in your door. So to keep, you know, it out of your life and house, um, shoes at the door, just no shoes inside. And they've suggested it can be up to 50% exposure comes from stuff you Walked into your own house. So that's I mean that's a pretty big deal because that all then gets caught up in um dust, and dust is you know often a collector of all those different uh, particulates. So this is where you know the, the the dust cleaning the house, you know, it all ties in together. So plastics, sh- no shoes on in the house, um, watching things like Teflon coated pans, nonstick frying pans, mm-hmm. nonstick um any nonstick cookware essentially. Um, because these also have compounds that break down as you use those products and will end up into your food, which will consume, and, of course, bioaccumulate. Um, so, I mean, for me, they're big ones. Then the rest of it comes down to what you spray. So I always say to people, like, think about stuff you spray, um, anything, you, you know, aerosol. So it could be perfume. It Mm -hmm. could be cleaning products. It could be, you know, so anything that you spray, if that's got um, any sort of phthalates, PCBs, anything that relates to chemicals that could disrupt your your body's hormones, that's a no-no. You know, these things have to be clean and green, um, which is tricky because there's a lot of greenwashing. We've talked about that many times before. So it takes a little bit of time and effort to find your products, but they're not that hard anymore. You know, I find that it's really easy, a quick, quick search in the local uh, health food shop and you've found lots and lots of options. Um, and then the other thing is sources, plants. Uh, so pesticides, herbicides that come in on yeah. fruits and vegetables. So, you know, if that's the quickest ones to think, reduce plastics, you know, eliminate toxic cookware, remove shoes from the house. Um, what's your sprayables so cleaning products and anything else that puts uh, chemicals onto your surfaces or aerosol um, that puts it into the air and Mm -hmm. then to watch the quality of your fruits and vegetables
1: awesome oh i i think that's awesome thanks ash so that's Um, Certainly looking at the chemicals, but also um, the other, I guess, category of obesogenesis is the foods. So these are, and I guess this is still chemicals, is your artificial sweetness, and we covered that um, at length in our artificial sweetness podcast episode. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen, uh, you know, straight after this. Of course you want to just, you know, flow from one episode to the next. Um, Phytoestrogens as well for some people. Um, And this could be, you know, in certain chemical products, it could just be in um, certain um, substances that are uh, mimicking estrogens that you know you may be applying to your body or in personal care products and things like that. Or it could be if you're particularly sensitive to things like soy products they can also, for some people, be obesogenic in nature. Uh, There's also preservatives, um, added sugars, especially high fructose corn syrup. And the other thing that I think is really important to remember is One of the worst obesinogens for people is MSG, so monosodium glutamate, um, which sometimes is listed as a whole host of different, you know, numbers and letters. Um, Ash, do you remember what the the number is for MSG? Uh, 621. Yeah, okay, awesome. So if you see that in any ingredients list, you'll know that that is MSG. Anything that um, I suppose, you know, if you're going out to eat particularly at um, Asian restaurants, unless they specifically list that they, you know, don't use it, then you can pretty much assume that it is, especially if it has that really, um, you know, umami flavor in there and tastes very salty and makes you thirsty afterwards. um, I think is a pretty good bet that it's probably got lots of MSG in it as well. this is tricky one though
0: andrew yeah it's a tricky one they hide it there i've found Mm -hmm. that uh you know certain products it's it's hidden in the blanket term of yeast extract. I think it's yeah. uh, another way of hiding it. So a lot of people say, oh, no, I didn't see MSG on there. I didn't see 951. But then it's hidden in there as um, a compound within yeast extract and they haven't labelled all the sub, you know, components of yeast extract. So just, yeah, mm. don't get tricked by that. I say that because I have I was tricked by it for quite some time. I was When I found out, I was like,
1: what the heck, you know, like this is criminal. Yeah, And even things like um, now I'm learning that rosemary extract is actually like really highly processed toxic, like crap crap. crap um i oh my gosh just the the food labeling in itself is so misleading um but ladies what we will do is we'll put a list um of to the best of our knowledge of all the things that msg can be hiding in plain sight in or as uh and we'll just give you a list of those um those names because um in so many different research um papers and studies and everything else the fastest way to make someone really fat is to feed them msg yeah amazing
0: and it's yeah. that ironic that it's the the very thing that tricks your brain into thinking that oh it's so yummy so delicious
1: Oh my gosh, I know. And uh, this is just a little personal story and I was, was I going to talk about this? Yeah, no, I totally can because there's no way in the world my dad will ever listen to this podcast. I don't even know if he, if he knows it exists, but anyway, um, so my dad is married to a Chinese woman who is a brilliant cook Um, and she, you know, makes a lot of Asian Chinese food and has the MSG that sits right at the stove that she adds into absolutely everything and since they have been together my dad has like seriously blown up he is obese and I know for a fact that it's one, the volume of food that is eating, but two, obviously the additives that are putting, being put in there as well. Um, and it happened so fast as well. And I've talked to him about the MSG content, especially that my sisters are exposed to, um, because I'm pretty concerned about that. But it's just part of what she uses in her cooking and will not change it, um, which is you know, a massive concern.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of people have um, probably fallen into this trap because there's lots and lots of really, you know, regular commercial brands on the Australian market that seem healthy, you know, yeah. like Master Foods and things like that. And they have lots of packet mixes with um, still like beef stroganoff sauces and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And yet um, for them to have shelf life and to have, you know, incredible flavor, so to speak, um, they're often laced with things that you really don't want to be consuming. So, it's going to Take a bit of time, ladies. I think, uh, you know, one of the takeaways from this episode needs to be turn over the packets, check in, Mm -hmm. have a look, see what's actually going in there. Because I know if you're anything like me, um, you find something, you like it, you buy it on loop until you decide you don't want to. So, you know, like if you've decided once upon a time that it's healthy for you, even if your health choices have changed if you haven't turned the packet over and looked at it, you might get um, tricked like I was for quite some time thinking I was making a better choice when in fact I was being just tricked in a different way. So, um, yeah, take the time, flip the pans, you know, packets over and have a little look and see what's going on there. Um, but yeah, look, for me, I just think that, if we start to just acknowledge this this whole concept of obesogens, it can really help us make better choices. You know, once you realise it's not a conceptual thing, it's not a theory, it's an actuality, um, it becomes a responsibility to us to actually make better choices.
1: Yeah, awesome. Okay. So, ladies, in summary... Really importantly, we want you to limit your exposure to plastics, pesticides, herbicides, industrial products, um, your personal care products you've got to be very, very careful of obviously, uh, and particularly if you are pregnant or trying to conceive, we want you to stay away from artificial sweeteners, phytoestrogens, preservatives, added sugars, high fructose corn syrup and MSG and obviously really highly processed foods as well. Um, the chemical compounds that you want to be really careful of is obviously your, um, phthalate your BPA, your PCBs, your ATZs, your TBTs, um, your PFOAs and cigarette smoke um, and doing simple things like you know, avoid storing in plastics. Definitely don't heat in plastics. Use glass containers or ceramics. Um, don't my, I just said don't heat in plastics. That also means don't microwave in plastics. Um, be really careful and conscious of what you're consuming in terms of your beauty products and the things that you're putting on your skin. Um, and just be obviously really conscious and aware of, of green washing when it comes to, you know, quote, unquote, organic or natural products. Um, if you're using plastic or if you have to, just make sure it is BPA. BPS and phthalate free. Um, your fragrances are obviously um, things that you need to be really careful of. Um, choosing cast iron um, and stainless steel is a better cookware option rather than your non-stick stuff although there is a little bit more um i guess labor intensive but absolutely worth it uh the other things that are just you know really easy little hacks um is just using a water filter and making sure that you are really washing your fruits and veggies
0: yes love it i think you know simple is good just start with what you can do every single day is a new opportunity to take a new step, do something different, you know, buy one less thing in tins, buy one less, you know, bottle of mm-hmm. water, um, you know, in a soft plastic bottle. Like there's just there's just so many opportunities to get it right. So um, I think that like is it's just, uh, you know, going out into the next month, focus on opening your eyes to what's going on around you, what you're purchasing, you know, where you're walking, take your shoes off at the door, just do all those simple things. And, uh, and also, you know, if you want to dive deep into this as well, um, make sure you check in with us. Us, I think in the next month or two, we're going to run our 28-day hormone reset. So that ties in beautifully with what we, um, you know, we're talking about because we talk about this every single day in practice with all our, you know, clients. We we kind of harp on about this a bit. So in there's a really good reason for it. Um, so we've noticed, you know, incredible mm-hmm. weight loss uh, achievements by our clients who've joined us in the 28-day reset because I think, you know, in big parts, a lot of them had, you know, pretty good lifestyles. You know, we often found mm-hmm. that a lot of them were exercising well and, you know, relatively clean food um, but once we started to dive deep into it this was one aspect of their whole you know health picture that was unaddressed and as soon as they nailed this one big things happened so um yeah i love that you know it's incorporated into our program i love that we get to go through it you know in more depth um so yeah if you're interested ladies that's something coming up uh, i think we andy and i just prior to the episode agreed we'll probably start uh getting some info out there but you're looking at a first of august 2020 start on that program so um, mm. if you can go onto our website wellnesswomen.com.au and find out more about it um yeah, I'm really excited about the next one we do because uh, it's been a little while since we were one. Well, I think we got uh, locked away with COVID as well and we just were like, you know, energetically didn't have the time and resources to oh, lead everyone yeah. through yeah. such a, you know, such a big program with so much content that we need to be, um, you know, creating and sharing. So um, I'm kind of feeling really energized again and excited yeah. and, you know, really looking forward to the opportunity to go through um, and share that, you know, 28 days with everyone.
1: I know it's funny, isn't it? Like when you think back over the last few months, uh even though we weren't as sociable because you know we we couldn't couldn't really do that, um it was such a busy, very energy dense time. I think just the holding the space for the people in the practice that we did and um just having to double down on certain things and the stress that was associated with that um, what, like is really taxing, yeah. like a lot of people don't necessarily want to go back to what life was like beforehand Um, and I totally get that but yeah, lockdown was definitely not lockdown for us. Well, the reality
0: is, hey, you don't have to go back to life what it was beforehand. Um, join us on the reset and we'll change things in a big way. Um, so that's that's what I get excited about because I know that life after a reset is never the
1: same for all the ladies we work with. So, um, yeah. Oh, I know. Um, one of the things that I've been really excited about is how many babies we've been making from the reset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, that is not necessarily the um the goal of it for some women is to you know obviously help to boost their fertility um but that is pretty awesome. Um, well, so, I want to give
0: a shout out to one of my lovely clients. She's, uh, she'll know she is. She listens to this program. I see her every month, and she, you know, her and her gorgeous daughter and her best friend went through the program, and uh, she's lost over twenty kilos. You know, since uh, is it, uh, so exciting. the program, which was only you know three months, which is exceptional, and uh, and she'd been struggling for years to get any sort of major changes, and she was down that pathway towards uh, complete autoimmune. Uh, you know concerns and thanks to her gorgeous friend sitting at a cafe one day said you have to do this join it up right now and put the phone in front of her on the table and made her join up and um she's just really grateful to her friend and to you know to herself for taking on a chance uh, of doing something really different so yep i celebrate those stories Um,
1: i was just thinking i wonder if we can try and convince like some of the women to name their babies after us (laughs)
0: <laughs> what's okay. your What's your middle name? Maybe the first names are too obvious. Oh, no, my middle name's
1: Kathleen. Kathleen, I've got Sky. You know, Sky's pretty trendy. Oh, tr- that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, Sky's pretty what trending. about? I have um. One of my patients has promised me that uh, she's, you know, got lots of stuff going on, but uh, if we can get her a regular cycle for twelve months, and she can see, if she's going to name her baby Andrea, and I'm like, oh man, I'm holding you to that. And she's cleared it with her partner as well. And if it's a boy, it will be a version of that. So
0: Andreas, so perfect. Yeah, yeah, there you okay. go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Enough naming I babies. Yeah, enough yeah, naming I, babies. I don't know
1: how we segwayed out of that, but that's
0: okay. Um, cool. We're done, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um hope that's given you an insight into what obesogens are and where they can be found. And it ties in very carefully with our episode on endocrine disrupting compounds, or EDC. So if you go back and have a look at that one, uh to listen to that episode as well, that'll dive deeper into some of this stuff, um, which is super important. So I hope you've learned a bit, I hope you had a bit of fun with us, and yeah, I look forward to changing to you all next week.
1: Thank you, ladies. So you've been listening to Wellness Women Radio. We are the Wellness Women, Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston. We're raising the bar for women's health. And until next week, be well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation
0: on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives